Bite Podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice, helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. Right. Hey, folks, welcome back. This is your host, David Orozco, with the One Small Bite podcast. And cool, this is episode 67. And you know what? We're approaching the end of 2020. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to let this year go. <laughs> Definitely done with this year. No more, no more, right? Let's put it behind us. But I really have an amazing show for you today, and I really don't want to take up that much time. I just want to let you know that I have, all the way from China, Master Gu, who is the Tai Chi master from the Wudang Taoist Wellness Academy in China. That's right. This episode is recorded while they are in China, in the Wudang Mountains in China. Um, he brings a unique online academy teaching Tai Chi, Qigong, and natural living form, which is the beautiful in from the beautiful Wudang Mountains in China. He is has a friendly student community of over 350 st- students learning how to live long and live with Master Gu to find more. You can, of course, visit his website www.taoistwellness.online, which is really cool. And along with him is George Thompson, one of his disciples. You are going to love George's um, story. He has a great online YouTube video that describes his journey and how to get there. You're going to hear him talk about it, but... I'll have links to that YouTube channel as well. So can't wait for you to hear this. It's going to be great to hear the philosophy, not only of the Taoist uh, approach, but also, of course, Tai Chi and how that interplays with nutrition and the way they eat. So I hope you enjoy. This is really great. This is at the time of year that we really do need a lot of more, a lot more peace in our lives, right? Oh, so much. I also want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by TD Wellness, my nutrition practice. If you visit tdwellness.com and you can go to the contact us page, you can leave us a message. There is also a way of leaving us a recorded message, an audio message of 90 seconds or less. Feel free to also email us info at tdwellness.com. We're excited to hear from you see if you have any comments about the show, but maybe you also want to work on building your relationship to food and eating, making peace with food and building a positive relationship to your body. Well, at TD Wellness, that's what we really focus on, getting people to build that peace. And we are looking at helping people with body inclusivity. So, I look forward to hearing from you. I want to ask you, of course, like always, if you get a moment, please leave us a review. Those reviews are very, very helpful to get those these episodes out to more people. And of course, as you've heard me say before, it really helps push the ranking of this episode up higher in your podcast feed, which therefore allows more people to see it. And that helps, of course, get more of this information out to others, as I've mentioned just a little while ago. You know that saying that I always have. The greater the reach, the more we teach, and so therefore, it gives people the opportunity to hear all these fantastic episodes. All right, without further ado, let's get started with the show. Here we go. Hello, everyone. I am really honored to have today with us two incredibly wonderful people, Master Gu and George Thompson, and they are part of the Wudang Taoist Wellness Academy in China, in the Wudang Mountains. Is that correct? Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, good, good, good. Um, uh, Master Gu, can you tell us a little bit about you, maybe um, where you got your start and you know how you learned English, but also um, how you became a master of Tai Chi? 
Okay, hello, uh, David and everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm from Central China's Wuda Mountains. For the past twenty uh, years, uh, we've been uh, we've been promoting or you know disseminating Taoist uh, culture home and ab abroad. Um, Geographically speaking, Wuda Mountain is in the center of China. Uh, culturally or spiritually speaking, Taoism, this is the sacred land of Taoism. Taoism is also in the center of Chinese nation or Chinese civilization. Uh, as uh, a great Chinese writer, Lu Xun, uh, commented, pointed, Chinese culture basically lies, the root lies in Taoism. That's one of the main backbones of Chinese culture. You know, the I Ching or Yi Jin, or in English, the Book of Change, that's regarded as Jin Zhong Zi Jing, which means classics of classics. So that cheaply, if you if you look into it, that's the yin and the yang, you know, the sign. Uh, anyway, that's about the yin yang. So the Taoism very much inherited that and very much uh, illustrate, illustrate that. And that's a very great philosophy to bring people happiness, to make people happier. So Wudang is uh, such a sacred land. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, your question come to your specific question, how I come uh, on this way. Uh, this, oh, it's like a Chinese word, yuanfen, or in English, that's a destiny, something like a boundary to be on this way. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a call from the nature, from the mountain, from Taoism. You know, uh, what's special about me in this area, I, um, I'm an English major, I attended university. So this enabled me to have a good grasp of the English language. But uh, I have a very first, my career, very first, my work uh, that was an English teacher. Mm. Now I'm quite uh, reputed as an English speaking martial, uh, martial artist or Taoist wellness master. Mm. In between uh, there's, the transition uh, that's the English interpreter. Because of this part-time job, uh, English interpreter bring me from a school, normal school campus below the mountain to the amazing Wuda Mountains, thus have more connection, everything connected. That's a bit of a long story, which later we can you know, share in other way. So because of the time, I cannot talk too much. Yeah, no, it's okay. I will let you talk as much as you like. And I'll, don't worry, I'll make sure to keep the time on track. So as much as possible, I do have a question for you, because on your website, you, uh, you talk about the uh, Wudang Mountains by Zhang Senfen. Um, yeah, which is 1000 CE, which is uh, a, a long, long time ago, but you oh. are a descendant of that. Um, is that correct? That lineage? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And today, uh, yes, I'm known uh, to be uh, one of the 15th generation of Samfeng sect, uh, like a Samfeng lineage, lineage uh, holder. Uh, Wudang, yeah, this, uh, this sect or this branch, of course, uh, comes after the grand, a great name, a uh, great historical figure, Zhang Sanfeng. Yeah, today, if you visit one of the palaces of Wuda Mountain, Purple Heaven Palace, the best preserved one, you will see a hall named uh, Cao Bai Dian, which means praying hall. Who to pray? When you go inside, you find three statues. The middle one is the Wudang God, Zheng Wu. That is more like, uh, like a religious uh, one, which actually not really existed historically. The other two on the two sides, one 
name the Lu Dong Bin one named Zhang San Beng. So they they two uh, represent or symbols like two peaks for Taoist practice. Zhang Sanfeng is the founder of Tai Chi Chuan, uh, while uh, Lu Dongbin more about internal alchemy. Uh, of course, Wu Dang style or Taoist practice style in Dong Zhong Yu Jing, Jing Zhong Yu Dong, which means the movement in the movement, there is a steel woven with the tranquility. In the tranquility of meditation, we think there is still something movement. So this uh, dynamic and aesthetic something is very well combined together. So in that whole three Zu Shi ancestor master, so Zheng Wu Zu Shi, Sanfeng Zu Shi, and Lu Dongbin Zu Shi. So we are very honored, we are you know, proud to be the follower of Grandmaster Zhang Sanfeng. That's fascinating. I mean, I, I love that of the three gods, uh, Zhang Sanfeng was then the creator of what we now know as Tai Chi, correct? Right. And that, right. Is, that is also, what's the difference then with Tai Chi and Qigong as well? Oh, you mean the difference of yes. Tai Chi and Qigong, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. That's an interesting question. Uh, often, perversely, there are people when they inquire about uh, starting in WTWA, uh, they know we teach Tai Chi. Then they would ask, uh, apart from a Tai Chi trend, do you also teach Qigong? Actually, that's for sure. Uh, that is a sort of a little silly question. <laughs> but of course, if they come to know all the system, if they get deeper understanding about the Qigong, they will not, they will stop asking such a question. <laughs> you see, <laughs> uh, well, your question, there's still some difference between Tai Chi Chuan and Qigong since this is two different names. Yeah. Um, tai Chi Chuan with Chuan in it, Chuan means this is Chuan. So this is Zhang Pang. This is, if we do this shape, shape, this is the Chuan. So Tai Chi Chuan li li literally means Tai Chi feast, Tai Chi right. boxing. Or it, it's obviously that's a kind of martial arts, martial arts name. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, in fighting, you know, defending or attacking, absolutely speed is one of the things required speed. Uh, but here, when we talk about a Tai Chi Chuan, a, a practice for, you know, to raise one's life quality, to better life, uh, something like cultivation or meditation, then this, you will do it. You are Generally speaking, you should do it in a slow motion. Well, slow motion, that's just merely the matter of uh, slow. Uh, I mean, you cannot say, oh, Tai Chi Chuan is easy. It's just something you do slowly. No, slow motion is just something very in appearance. Behind, that's a tranquility. And behind, that's a harmony. So... Do Tai Chi Chuan in relation with health preservation must remember three adjectives slow, tranquility, tranquilized, and harmonious. Harmonious. That's, yeah, that's the connection. Gotcha. That's uh, yeah. So, because your question is, what's the difference between Tai Chi Chuan and Qigong? First, we see the similarity. I should say, uh, all we practice in the Taoist practice, either we are moving or we standing like a standing, standing like a trunk, uh, or sitting on a bench or cross the leg. So both we actually, for one purpose, what's the purpose? To maintain, to maintain our qi, to enhance our qi, to circulate our qi. So Tai Chi Chuan, when done in slow motion, 
when aiming for health preservation. So Tai Chi Chuan can be categorized to a kind of a Qigong. So Tai Chi Chuan done in slow motion is a kind of a Qigong, which the practitioner does in meditative manner. I do think about the connection with food and everything that you are saying. And I think that that's also something that's very interesting to me. Before I go there, though, I do also want to talk a little bit about your uh, apprentice or your student, which is sitting right next to you, and that is George Thompson. And um, George, um, I, I'd love for you to tell me, tell the listeners about how you got to meet Master Gu. I know it's in your website, it's on your YouTube channel, but I'd love for the listeners to get to know that because I'll have links to all of that as well. Of course. Well, thanks for having us, David. Pleasure to talk to you. I'm yeah, my to... pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Good. I'm excited to hear you two talk about diet because Taoism has fantastic um, insights into diet that is very interesting and powerful. Uh, I mean, in terms of my story of, of finding Taoism and, and Master Gu, uh, it's all started when I finished university. Uh, and just to say, I'm yeah, Master Gu's disciple um, and this is my second time in China now. I've been here for nine months through the, the whole kind of coronavirus crisis. Um, and yeah, I've been coming into this world of Taoism and Tai Chi and Qigong, which was previously completely alien to me. Um, but I'll give you the story. Uh, so finished university, left the structures of formal education and trying to work out what I wanted to do with my life descended very quickly, surprisingly quickly, into anxiety and confusion. And I basically spent a month by myself trying to you know, follow my dreams and start a YouTube channel that found myself in some of the darkest and, and toughest times of my life yet. And I found this really confusing because I thought, how am I going to handle the big stuff, you know, the, the societal <laughs> problems, the, the family problems? And all this is, is me by myself in a room for 30 days and I'm, I'm you know, having a crisis. <laughs> and something that I, I felt beginning to dominate my life, uh, which if people watch the video, they'll, they'll see this um, in character form, is something called the underminer. And the underminer is the voice in my head that brings me down and gives me pain. The voice that was telling me, you should be stronger, you're weak for being anxious, you, know, you need to improve yourself and just get on with it. And deeply critical thoughts that I began to feel crippled by and started you know, staying in bed and, and, and not wanting to see the world. And I thought to myself, if I can't handle this, I can't handle the big stuff. So I need to, to something needs to change. And so that was the catalyst for a series of unexpected events. Um, I, in university, watched some Kung Fu videos. I thought I'd like to learn Kung Fu. So I went to China and I went to the Wudang Mountains and arrived at a monastery. I went up to the monks and I said, uh, you know, Kung Fu, Kung Fu, Tai Chi. They didn't understand anything. Uh, I didn't speak any Chinese. And it even turns out they weren't Kung Fu monks. And I just had completely done my research badly. It wasn't a Kung Fu monastery and nor are there any actual Kung Fu monasteries on the Wudang Mountains. However, there was plan B, which was the Wudang Mountains has this rich, rich culture for Kung Fu and internal martial arts, which is more meditative. And so I thought if I couldn't learn in a monastery, I would try and find a school, an institution. And I enlisted the help of the locals who took me on a bus journey back down the mountain, which is a bit terrifying when you can't speak the language. You spend a month trying to get up and then you're going back down with no instructions. Thankfully, my guide paused the bus and we got off and descended between a gap in the road down this small path. And then what was revealed to us is a very small, stunningly beautiful school in the Wudang Mountains. I descend down the stairs and, and eventually get to know the master, Master Gu. And he tells me that he is a Tai Chi master rather than a Kung Fu master. And at the time I was like, Tai Chi, that's a sport for old people. I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> But I knew that I'd stumbled across something special. And so, uh, you know, kind of coming from an anxious mind of trying to plan everything, 
it was the universe really telling me to go with this and you know forget the original intention and and go with the flow and the rest is history so i i I came into this wonderful world supported by master gu of tai chi and taoism which has i mean i can talk more about it but transform the way that i talk to my underminer i I can now cohabit not that my underminer is no longer with me but i realized that in this complex world that it's totally okay to be anxious and I'm part of something bigger, uh, what the Tao is called the Tao. And, and that kind of gave me a sense of belonging that I felt like I missed previously. You, you bring up a, a lot of connections to all of the, what, the questions that I have. You know, I, I couldn't help think of how in my world with a lot of the people that I work with, um, anxiety leads into very difficult eating behaviors. And so mm. I love your story because you know, it's a transformational story that got you to meet Master Gu, and that's incredibly fantastic. It's, it's just a great story to hear because, you know, anxiety is very difficult. Not all of us have the ability to be able to move just to, to mountains in China and, you know, yeah. confront our anxiety. But the one challenge that I know that a lot of clients that I deal, work with deal with it, with their anxiety is that they, they use food for that anxiety. And a lot of times food becomes their coping mechanism or the way to soothe or just the opposite. It's a way to avoid eating or restrict eating in order to try to control their anxiety. So uh, Master Gu, can you tell us how uh, Taoism rules are, or maybe not rules, but uh, Taoism plays with nutrition. What's the culture or the philosophy behind uh, food in Taoism? Hmm. Um, Food uh, play absolutely important role for a human life. in Thai, in Chinese, there is a saying, "Mean uh, Food is regarded as as big as the heaven uh, by people. In the Taoist circle, well, we we also have a saying, "Lao Dao, Lao Dao, Chi Fan, Shui Jiao," which means, uh, or literally, old Taoist, old Taoist, he eats and sleeps. Uh, yeah, uh, firstly, uh, very first moment you hear this, because normally this question is asked by somebody who cares about those high level, the, what they think high level or, you know, at least the high age, advanced age. So what's your secret of like internal alchemy? So they just ask that. Then the answer from their mouth. Yeah. He do nothing but eats and sleeps. <laughs> well, if you, then a moment, you think of it. Yes, indeed. What is more important than how you eat and sleeps? So eating well and sleeping well. How to eat and how to sleep. That's actually something to talk to important for a human life if you want to lead a healthy health lead healthy live healthily um, how to eat indeed play important role uh, in the whole Taoist of wellness the whole system so overall speaking the Taoist of wellness are not merely so just the Tai Chi Chuan two Wudang is the origin of Tai Chi Chuan. People come to Wudang very much attracted by the Tai Chi Chuan. However, uh, objective speaking, overall speaking, you know, as the founder of Wudang Taoist Wellness Academy, you know, we, I should tell, and we should offer the whole system if the students staying here more than one week, they will feel it's a whole system. Taoist wellness, wellness by means of uh, you know, sufficient exercise, the dong, and the tranquility, that's by means of a practice. Wellness by means of mentality, the way you're thinking, how you think. 
wellness by means of diet. Wellness by means of sleeping. Wellness by means of dwelling, dwelling, dwelling. <laughs> How you, you know, Habitats, locate environment. Habitats, environment. We say environmental consideration. Take, take it into consideration as how you live. How about your surroundings? That's also important. Well, let's come exactly to the point. Wellness by means of diet. This related to what to eat, uh, how much you eat. When to eat, and uh, of course, in eating there are something specific aspects like uh, like uh, the balance, like uh, uh, the color, like the flavor. Uh, let's say, first say briefly about uh, about uh, the amount of eating. In this, Taoist uh, people, authentic Taoist people, I should say, that's a great contrast with the people, with the common people, particularly the people in the society. Today, still, there are many hold the view of point that, okay, I'm rich. I can afford to buy many different things. Whatever I want to eat, see, I can, I can afford uh, something like a show off. They eat this and that, something even oh, that's very nutritious, that's very high protein, something like that. They just take that into consideration. Well, Taoism, Taoist, based on its theory or related to the theory, the simplicity, emptiness, like a non-action, small portion. Those uh, people between small and big, between simple and complicated. Yeah, those people tend to be to be simple, smaller rather than big, rather than big. Uh, in one of the chapters in chapter twenty twenty two. There, the original sentence that's quoted original sentence. 少则得，多则获。少 means few, means little. 多 means many, means much. But how Lao Tzu said, 少则得得。So can you say in English? That means to having few means many. To having little means much, right? Least to much. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just to say, this is from the Tao Te Ching, which mm -hmm. is the Bible of Taoism, and the sort of like fundamental philosophical text, the author of which is Lao Tzu. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I, I mean, was, I wrote that down, and I was going to ask from what book is he talking about, chapter twenty-two? But okay. Tao Te Ching, written by Lao Tzu, who is regarded as the like a spiritual father of Taoism. Mm. Uh, exacted from Dao De Jin, the very important, the number one important book, so almost regarded as Bible. Shao Zhe De, to have few, to have little. Uh, it means, uh, you know, if if we understand in a shallow level, in a shallow level, generally speaking, people like uh, want to have. Oh, I want to get much. The Desire for getting something more, we just check. We we that's not that's not the first the same. How significant to have have few, uh, to have few. We just see uh, what problem it caused for those people, for many in the world actually, endlessly to pursue this and that. Just to see our world as a whole, the materialism in general has become much more than in the past. Is it necessarily the level, the average level of people's feeling like happy? The rate, the ratio of happiness, is it necessarily much higher? Not necessarily. Even today, uh, probably in general, the world uh, the, it's it's okay. But for many people, we know. Like you, you mentioned anxiety, many different things. This can happen to those people who are very high level of materialism. 
So we already found the conclusion can be drawn that more having many much sometimes leads to confusion, leads to something, the different uh, expectation, negative. So thus, Lao Tzu, through, through this phenomenon, actually he found having little, not necessarily bad. Particularly talking about our, our body health, even the people in China, in Chinese, are worldwide, I think the same. Uh, even the people, non-Taoist minded, you probably have a common sense. Here in China, we say it's advocated people to eat eight portion of food rather than 10. 10 means completely full. So when we ask, uh, are you full? So generally speaking, don't eat exactly 100% full to say full. Here we say it's best to eat 80%. So why? When you can have 100% stuff to eat, so it's advocate 80%. This already says something. And Taoism, even much, even much more they found. So not just taking too much food. So, and, and, what uh, is, and what is the name of this approach of eating 80% mm-hmm. to fullness? What is the name in Chinese? In, in, is it Chinese uh, that, Mandarin? Or? That's a Chinese Mandarin. They say fan chi ba cheng bao. Literally, um, to, to, to eat meal, each meal is suggested to reach 80% level rather than 100% percentage. Uh, that's in general. Taoism. Uh, eating less and even eating none for so in Taoist circle there is another saying that's not for everyone but very much practiced Um, which means uh, no eating after lunch that's to say per day two meals per day two meals Okay, wait, so that means that you don't eat, you only eat breakfast and lunch? Like, um, for that case, yes. Ah, For me, personally, uh, you know, generally for everybody worldwide, uh, three meals a day, that's the regular case. Okay. Uh, I, if there is one meal for me to uh, avoid, I would choose dinner. I would choose dinner. And actually, as George, as the other fellow, uh, you know, Western students, they know, I sometimes don't eat dinner. But uh, I'm not that strictly every every, every dinner I don't eat. But I do agree eating less. So that's good for, for people. You know, in our, around me, there are people Apart from the three meals, they even come together to go to their something like uh, evening food market. Sometimes the activity lasts until the uh, deep into the night, even early another morning. So they endlessly eat, drink something. They simply abandon themselves to very irregular way of eating, thus causing much, much trouble for their their, their belly, their stomach, their health. And mm. uh, is the way of eating less or even avoid eating for some meals, even sometimes as long as one week. Uh, in Taoist circle, this, uh, there's a special name we call Bi Gu, means, literally means, Gu means grain, grain. Bi means avoid, avoid grain not eating, not eating for a while. So what's the theoretical basis for this? Because Taoist has a special kind of food. This food is what? That's qi, qi. Mm -hmm. So when we practice qigong, we say purpose is to flourish your qi, to enhance your qi. 
if you have more powerful qi, stronger qi, sometimes in qi means energy. Because the way, the reason we eat food means we energize it ourselves. If I don't eat food, I become less energy, no energy. So when you have something else in like a replacement of food, so of course it is possible you can eat less the regular food. We, we say we say qi itself is a kind of food. Why? Because when we say when you are doing something we call absorbing absorbing a qi, chiefly mm-hmm. through nostril. Sometimes you are in such a relaxation, almost your every you know mm-hmm. the pore pore pore, pore mm-hmm. all absorbing universal qi. Taoist practitioners strongly believe that in the universe there is abundant energy. So in the tranquility, when you have such a close connection, thorough connection with the nature, you are immersive in the nature. Actually, you are absorbing energy. In particular, in tranquility, this tranquility also guarantee you. Don't have the leakage of your qi. Don't lose. Don't have the unnecessary consumption of your qi. This way, you can remain energetic, making it possible. You know, sometimes not to eat. Well, let's say a little bit more. Although I mentioned this, but I personally don't very. Uh, immediately advocate the biku avoiding eating to my students. The reason is Taoist practice, the totally the whole system is so diversified. It's so already so complete. Even a couple of them you really take uh, and then pay attention not to eat in the messy way, then. You can remain very healthy, so not I will not advocate something like a very extreme way. So come here uh, one week not eating, uh, even let's do ten days fasting. Uh, generally speaking, I don't uh, organize such a grand scale for those people who have done that individually. It's good for him, and he still wants. Or some other people really want to have such experience, then I will give him professional guide.、Uh, you know, one one way of guiding him is help him to absorb the qi, help him to really in a state of tranquility, and probably also have something like a pill, a bowl, which the Taoist professionals we make some something very dense. A kind of food with with high energy、uh, to make up. So this can categorize to light fasting, not those kind of fasting. So it sounds、um, like, from what I am understanding, there and everything that you said about wellness being mentality, physical activity, diet, sleep, habitat, and the relationship in the habitat. In regards to diet, you talked about the what, the how much, and the when. You 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 mention all of that, the how, the、uh, the excuse me, the what, the how much, and the when. So when usually two times a day, but it's okay for three. Mainly how much? Eighty percent fullness. Less is more. It to me there seems like there's always this balance, and everything that you are saying, there's this. Balance between yin and yang, between the differences of forces. When you really, you really struck me with、um, bi gu, which is is it bi gu or bi bi ju? Bi gu, bi gu, bi gu. And so with bi gu, eat little. Which it, it, gu, I think you're saying is grain. Is that correct? Yeah. And so that's that's fascinating to me because. It relates to, especially grain is one of the highest forms of energy in in the diet, and so、uh, I practice something that's called intuitive eating. And so you can tell by the name of the the the, the, the eating style that it is essentially your mind is in tune with your body, or your body is in tune with your mind. And everything you said, Master Gu, is exactly just that. It is an ability to hone in to how much energy, how much key, 
not losing it, not letting it come out of your pores, as you said, and making sure not to get more than you need as well. I love what you're really, I mean, the approach there is so vital, so important to exactly the way that I work with clients. Um, There are so many people in the United States and all around the world that are uh, always looking at diets and that, like you said, the the intermittent fasting diet and so many, many other uh, forms of diets that it seems to me by what you're saying is that Taoism does not approach eating from a limit to the point where you shouldn't eat enough or eat too much. It falls in this balance, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, well, I think uh, Taoism is such a philosophy. Uh, it advocates yin-yang balance, or I say uh, simply... Uh, everything you do in a moderate way, not extreme end, extreme end, mm-hmm. nicely in the middle. So uh, how much you eat? So Taoism, generally speaking, you know, one still needs eat, but just eat carefully, eat moderately. Uh, as when to eat, uh, that's about the mode uh, of timing, the daily timing. In Chinese culture, traditional culture, one day we have 12, not 24 hours. We have 12 shichen, each shichen containing, you know, two hours. That's why uh, hour in Chinese translation, we say xiao shi, which literally means a small time. Mm. Because once Chinese shichen equals two hours. So this is one Chinese system here. There's a two hour, hour. So we call this is a xiaoshi, little time. Mm. Uh, the way, the reason Chinese, uh, you know, divided one whole day, 24 hours as 12 system because they have the consider, consideration relevance of our internal organs and then meridians. Meridians. Mm, sure. uh, that's a big topic uh, that might be go sideways. So I just come back here. So generally speaking, uh, seven, seven to nine a.m. Seven to uh, from five to seven. That's da changjin. Uh, da changjin. Da changjin means big intestine, uh, active active period. So five a.m. to seven a.m. That's the heavenly time for one should get up, should to release your, you know, going to toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the seven a.m. to nine a.m. That's the heavenly call, heavenly time between these two hours. Well, according to your personal time, might be a little bit earlier or a bit later, but no better, no earlier than 7 a.m., better, no later than 9 a.m. That's the heavenly time for breakfast. Yeah, if you check our WTWA, the whole daily schedule, the time is actually one important consideration is the relation with our health, with our health. Uh, now let's talk, uh, come to the point specifically about how Taoist uh, uh, eating, how uh, Wudang Taoist Wellness Academy, we arrange our food. The general theory, if I cook, I would follow that. If the cook, if I, we have, of course, we have a particular uh, chef, we would let him, we try to, uh, he, normally the, they should know if they come to be a chef on Wuda Mountains, if they don't know, the founder of the academy should uh, give them such a theory. The theory is chiefly two and a four. Two means yin yang, two aspects. Five means five elements. The yin yang, the two means yin yang, yin yang balance. So we had the balance of meat and vegetable, the balance of uh, 
ripe food and raw food, cooked food and raw food, the balance of refined food and uh, and fresh raw, and natural food, fresh food,、uh, the food of hard and soft, hot and cold. We better have a good、uh, balance consideration. Just to check.、Uh, Not if not every one meal, at least one daily meal, or you know at least one week. You check as a chef. You should guarantee the the people who eat in this family in this institution. We have a good balance. The five based on the Chinese Wu Xing or five element theory. We think. We human being have five internal organs, and then about the food have five colors. The food has five tastes.、Uh, there are people say, "Oh, I simply don't like、uh, salty food." So he then almost having nothing about the salt. Some say,、uh, "I hate chili food." He never take chili food. According to the five element theory, all these. Five flavors, namely, ah, 酸辛苦辣咸啊 sour, ah,、uh, spicy, ah,、uh, bitter, even bitter, ah,、uh, chili and、uh, salty. They are respectively good for our internal organs. For those people who feel weak about、uh, kidney, if for long you feel kidney weak, just check whether you are the type of people who hate taking salt. Having too little、uh, salty, salty food, you must have at least,、uh, of course, not over much,、uh, moderate motion of salt. How about bitter? You know, bitter is good to have the relevance for our heart. Actually, yeah.、Uh, talking about、uh, sour, sour is good for liver. Liver sweet, sweet is good for the spleen. So that's in general. Well, for some you know particular type of people, they are probably because of a certain illness already got the advice from a doctor, professional doctor. You are the type never you you can never have like a sweet. Well, that's another matter. So here we talk in general. So you already to make it short two five. This is the theory for Taoist idea of diet. So two being the、uh, yin yang, the yang. the balance between hot, cold, spicy, sweet, salty, sweet,、uh, cooked, raw,、uh, refined, natural,、um, and hot, cold, so on and so forth. And then the five elements. I, I love this. I, I've heard this a while back, but I, I forgot it. So bringing it back from from hearing it from you. It brings it back really well. The five colors, the five organs,、uh, the five tastes, and essentially the five tastes: sour, bitter, spicy, salty, sweet, and、uh, the connections to all of that. I love、yeah. that. I really love that you're mentioning all of that because you know it. It is so important for a lot of people to understand that、um, even though we are a world away, the foundations of healthy eating are still the same. And I love that it's 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 like that. You know, we are human, and so we do need fundamentally these same、um, foods. I'd like to I'd like to change gear on you here a little bit because I'm very interested. So,、um, what did you have yesterday for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What was it actually? Yeah, I, I want to come back a bit about what you're saying.、Uh, kind of. Similar similar experiences that some of your audience may have, and kind of around emotions and eating, because certainly I grew up having an emotional connection to food. If I was stressed or anxious, I would turn to food. And I have、um, kind of two of my nuclear family having diabetes, which then adds another complication where suddenly、uh, you know your health is very much linked into how you're eating, and then also can turn into this、um, kind of darker side where you use it for comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my context, and certainly, food was something that I used. And I mean, there's lots I can talk about.、Uh, I'll get to the specifics, but I'd say in terms of、uh, one feature of 
Taoist culture and the philosophy is the holistic aspect to it. They all, everything feeds into one another. Uh, and so, you know, Tai Chi and Qigong, as, as we started our conversation, uh, and then diets, um, walking, meditating, all of these things bring into one another. Uh, and what I found that in my journey of getting deeper into becoming a healthier person basically comes down to that, is that there's a sense of momentum which then creates a context for when I want to have the two bags of chocolate and, and sweets is that given that I'm already on this journey of building up momentum with my health and feeling better and feeling the effects of that, the idea of then cramming that much junk into me doesn't seem as appealing. <laughs> so even more so in the contrast with the diet up here, which is very simple, um, but very kind of, it's amazing how comforting the simple food can be. So it, two things, tofu and aubergine, uh, well, let's make it three, and mushrooms. My God, uh, the Chinese are great at, at, at how many different mushrooms they have, how much they've done with tofu. I mean, it's unbelievable. So creative. <laughs> so you said, so, you, said, you said three, you said tofu and I got mushrooms, but what was the one in the middle? Uh, so that's the English way of saying it, eggplant, aubergine. Oh, eggplant. Okay. So, I, I, I am vegetarian at home and Master Gu can talk about um, there's a, a group of Taoists that don't eat meat and another group that are more carefree. Okay. If anyone reads Taoist philosophy, um, what one philosopher called Zhongzi um, is yeah, carefree philosophy. And so hard and fast rules aren't particularly part of the vibe. Um, okay. But yeah, in terms of a, a, a standard day, would wake up and have uh, you can have rice porridge um, with some beans and different um, items in it for lunch that's generally the bigger meal of the day as master guru was saying if Dallas were to skip a meal it would be the evening meal so lunch is generally bigger uh, and then people will have a siesta the lunch being you know tofu egg um, with green there's always vegetables um, you know much more as a proportion of our meals back at home, every, every single dish is normally mixed with vegetables, even if it's a meat dish. Um, and so you're filling your stomach with a lot more vegetables. And even culturally, Master Gu said that traditionally uh, China is an agricultural society as compared to Europe, which is more of a herding society with, with dairy and, and cattle. Uh, and so, you know, in our in our diet, we have milk, we have cheese, we have yogurt, we have all of these dairy items, mm -hmm. all of which are, are newly emerging in Chinese culture. Um, despite you know, them obviously having cows, the, the diversity of vegetables is more celebrated and more part of the culture. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, I, the kind of in terms of protein, it's eggs and, and tofu. Um, and then eat if, if you want it um, but then just a whole diversity of, of vegetables and then for the grains for the carbs it's rice and noodles generally okay very good thank you so much that that gets a, a very nice picture of what's going on i would imagine that the amounts or the availability of things like soda and candy and uh, pie and and sweets and uh, refined foods is probably very minimal well, that I think when I first came this trip, so this is my second time, yeah. I, I went on a bit of a detox. So coffee is one of my main addictions. Uh, and then having the sweet treat after um, a meal, you know, you have, if any of the audience has that habit of you don't feel satisfied unless you've had that hit. Uh, and so I just decided that I'll just now I'm on the mountain. I'm not bringing any coffee up with me and I'm, there's no sweets here. Uh, and they have, they don't have pudding in Chinese culture. There, there is sugar as part of the five element theory. So for example, the soya milk will have some sugar in it or the natural sugars in fruit. Right. But pudding uh, and even lunch and dinner, we don't have sweet, um, sweet elements really. It's only sometimes for breakfast. So that was quite intense. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, that's a big change coming from a westernized diet. Yes. Yeah, there's also there's also that philosophy that I can't a meal is not complete unless I have something sweet. Um, exactly. be, being there that you've been there the second time around for nine months, have has your sweet threshold diminished significantly or not? 
I mean, like I'm much more sensitive to it now. I can like yeah. properly feel it um, kind of like come into me. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely, there's a, there's a coffee shop here that, which is new since I, I last came, um, which does amazing cake. And I must admit when I'm down town as I am now, I will have some cheesecake. <laughs> well, I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> well, it, and just, but, yeah. just so you know, I, I, I'm from Colombia. And yes. uh, and I don't drink coffee. <laughs> oh, hey, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I I grew up not liking it, and I would have it every once in a while. And what was happening is that my my heart would 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 race really bad, and and I, my hands would shake. And uh, one time I had a, a nervous breakdown, and uh, I said to myself, I, I I can't have coffee. I never really liked the taste of coffee that much, you know, unless it had chocolate sugar and milk in it (laughs) so what's the point so anyway i i've learned to love tea significantly and like you i have lowered my sweet threshold significantly over time which is a wonderful thing it it really is in tune to what my body needs now which is fantastic um master goo i would love for you to tell everybody a little bit about um the uh, wellness center, what you offer and what you have and what would someone who would be interested once this coronavirus uh, pandemic is under control and we're able to travel back to China and around the world, what can someone do? Can they sign up to join your academy and how would that entail and what is your academy entail? Uh, Sure. Uh, We are open. We're open to... uh, a home and abroad. Since, since I'm bilingual, we, 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 we conduct the teaching in both languages. <clears throat> um, yeah, now because of the special situation, uh, we are not very sure yet when it will come back to the normal track. Uh, before that, actually, the school is doing you know, something important, uh, the refurbishment, for the hardware uh, all around, we are just getting very well ready. Uh, we are we have confident confidence in capture more people who cherish the love for Taoism. We are making it uh, into something like a paradise, a very ideal place for the exploration of Taoism to lead the way life. The way like uh, like a Taoist to feel the energy of the heaven and earth, uh, anyway to find inner peace to better have better quality of life. We are very well ready for that. And talking about our preparational work for the later for the students to come here in future. Uh, compared in the past, we apart from the school itself, the renovation, go all out to help the people from all parts of the world to Wudang. That's a big, big thing. Yes, and how how uh, do you have students that are there for a few days, a few weeks, a few months? How does that work? Um. The time, the duration actually cheaply decided by the students. Mm. We actually have different program in terms of time. We can have the term as short as one week, as long as one year. Uh, as to longer than one year, well, the students should really find, uh, make a good plan to to check whether you really have that perseverance, financial support, and what your great aim in future, uh, whether to spend two years, more than one year is worth your time. Uh, so generally speaking, from one week to one year. And how far are you and from a major city and where do people fly into first to, to get to you? 
Actually, the good news is we already have Wudangsan Airport, which has run for five years now. So it connects、uh, the major cities: Beijing, the capital, Chinese capital; the biggest city, Shanghai. And、uh, from south, even they come into China from Hong Kong or Guangzhou. There's the、uh, flight connection between Shenzhen and、uh, Wudangsan Airport. Oh,、so、travel、okay. is not a problem. Okay. Okay. Great. And your school is not on the top of the mountain, or it is at the top of the mountain. I should say our school is in the mountains, not below the mountains. Okay. But、uh, when we say top of the mountain, please don't mean the very top. <laughs> no. It's、yeah. the golden summit. That's a very small space, crowded with people. Pilgrimage to the top—that's impossible.、Yeah. We are in the very, very ideal place. It's easy access to、uh, the best preserved palace, Purple Heaven Palace.、Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we are in such a location that avoid the touristy area. That's a place, place of a peace and a quiet, ideal place of internal cultivation, whatever. It's it's fantastic. It's you know the diversity of plants and animals that just are on the doorstep. It really is a, a nature reserve. You know, incredibly beautiful, really stunning, and, and very nurturing. That's nice. That's beautiful.、Um, again, I want to be conscious of your time. I know we're going a little bit over, but、uh, I just want to point out that you have this beautiful picture backdrop of what I would imagine is where you live. Is that correct? Oh. That is that's beautiful. Yeah, you, is that the,、yeah. where the monastery is? School Wudang Taoist Wellness Academy,、uh, taking bus to this scenic spot to the end of the bus road. It's another、uh, six plus five. You know, it's、mm-hmm. uh, within fifteen minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. And、uh, just to let people know,、uh, they can find you online at Taoistwellness dot online. Is that correct? Yeah, so for the, in this special time where you can't get to China, something that we've done this year is create the online Wudang Taoist Wellness Academy, and that is Master Gu's Academy teaching Tai Chi, Qigong, Taoist philosophy, and natural living all from the heart of China, filmed in the really stunning Wudang Mountains with love and care from us too. And there's an amazing student community that are learning how to live long and live well with with Taoist wellness. So, if any of the audience wants to join on, we we are really proud of it and think that you can really get a lot from it if you put the practice in.、Uh, and so, yeah, DaoistWellness.online is is where you can find out more information. That's perfect. That's fantastic. And I will have links to all of that on my website, on my show notes as well, so people can easily find you there as well.、Um, well, again, I want to say thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. This is fantastic. What I'd love to do. Is maybe in the future, maybe、uh, in about a year's time, is to invite you back onto the show. Would that be okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'd love to see the transformation. And George, if you're still there, or if you're in, in back in the UK, you know, I, I think we can easily,、um, you know, tie us all in because you know we're on Zoom, so it does, you know it works. So. Um, but I wanted to say thank you, Master Gu, for this. It's truly an honor to be able to talk to you, and I, I am very in, inspired and admired by your、um, um, your practice and the way you teach. I, I've been reading a lot about you and and what you do, and so I'm I'm so pleased to have had you on the show. So thank you very much for for coming on. I really appreciate your help. Mm, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, and George. It was a pleasure meeting you, and I wish you so much of 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 the best in in、uh, Wudang and、uh, and your stay there. How long are you are you staying there for? Actually, very short amount of time.、Um, I've got to the end of this month. I've been here for nine months, and then I'm back in Britain by okay. December. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, safe travels and be safe, of course. And thank you、yes. very much for setting this up for us. Well, thank you, and this is a fantastic podcast that you've got. I mean, we've seen how much we can get and benefit from food, so it's you know really important. And thank you for doing your part and sharing these ideas. Yes, thank you. 
Um, have a wonderful afternoon. I know it's early morning there for you all, but so thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Awesome interview today. I really enjoyed having Master Gu and George Thompson on for an enlightenment on the Taoism and Tai Chi philosophy on eating and, of course, just hearing everything about being in the Wudang Mountains. I hope you enjoyed If there's one thing that I would say I took away was probably, most importantly, how qi is energy and how qi or qi is food. Interesting. Food fundamentally is a form of energy, right? So interesting to hear all of that and how it ties back into the how, the what, and the when. So hope you enjoyed that. We'll have uh, more of great conversations like that with Master Gu. We're going to have also a whole bunch of great intuitive eating experts. For example, next week, I am excited to have Erica Mauk, who is also a registered dietitian nutritionist. She's going to join us on the show, of course, that focuses on intuitive eating, health at every size, and a weight-inclusive, weight-positive approach. You'll love her um, concept. She has also this great idea of how to pair music and food. Can't wait for you to hear that. So I'm excited to bring that to you next week, next Wednesday. So stay tuned. It's the end of the year, too. I also want to wish you the best holiday, the best Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. And... um, I can't wait to see what, or I can't wait to have you listen in to hear all these great interviews that we have coming up. I want to say one other thing that I think is very fundamental. One of the other reasons why I really wanted to have Master Gu and George on the program is to enlighten us with a little bit more of that peace and that tranquility. If there's yet another thing that I also took away from this is how he mentions, Master Gu mentions how tranquility helps helps you retain that energy, how to not let that energy get lost, right? Ah, oh, tranquility. We so need that in this world. We so need so much more of it. And Tai Chi is just a great representation of that, right? It's harnessing that energy so it doesn't ooze out of us, which we lose so much in the day. I know this is a little bit longer. These last few episodes have been a little bit longer than what you might be listening, used to listening to with the show. But you know what? I'm enjoying these and I'm just letting them go. So I hope you enjoy them as well. I want to ask you a big favor again. If you get a moment, please go to the review section, leave me a review and leave me some stars. Remember, the rankings really help us significantly get this show out to more people. So listen, I really appreciate you for listening in. I'd love to hear from you to hear what ideas you might have, but I'm really excited that you're here listening in. So please keep it up. And if you like it, share it with someone else, of course, as well. Remember to also subscribe so you can get the episodes downloaded automatically to your device wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, folks, I greatly appreciate you for listening in. I want to remind you, as always, chop that diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Until next time, see you soon. Oh, yeah.